there, welcome or welcome back. Thanks for clicking on this video today. We have another true crime case and it's about Sterling Cohen. Now this is another crime case that is about a child. So please be aware of that before you proceed any further into this video. At the time of Sterling's death, he was only four months old. He was severely neglected by his parents. And not only was his death incredibly sad, it was also extremely unusual. Sterling's cause of death was ultimately ruled to be a very severe diaper rash. Now we'll get into the details of that a little further on. Baby Sterling was born May 1st, 2017 to his parents, Zachary Cohen and Cheyenne Harris. He was born rather unexpectedly at home in the bathtub. Now Zachary and Cheyenne also had another child. They had a daughter named Nala. She was two years old at the time of Sterling's death. When Sterling was born, his mom, Cheyenne, who was 20 at the time, and his dad, Zachary, who was 28 at the time, both had substance abuse problems, mainly methamphetamine. They had been addicts for a few years at that point. Zachary claims that he mostly used it due to his job working him 70 to 80 hours a week. The four of them lived in a small two-bedroom apartment in Alta Vista, Iowa. Due to Zachary's demanding work schedule, Cheyenne was the one to stay at home with the kids during the day, so she was their main caretaker. And this was kind of agreed upon between her and Zachary. He also had a very weak stomach and could not change diapers or do puke or anything like that. So it was more or less an agreement that she was the main caretaker and he would take care of things, I assume, if she couldn't handle them or if she wasn't available to. That's not how it ended up happening, however, but that's what I'm assuming the agreement was. With that in mind, as Zachary said that he had been working many hours that week, at the time the 911 call was made, he was at home. On August 30th, 2017, there was a 911 call placed by Zachary Cohen saying that his baby, Sterling, had died and he believed it was due to sudden infant death syndrome. This couldn't be any farther from the truth. However, this was yet to be discovered. In the 911 call, you can hear just how calm Zach is. I'm gonna go ahead and play that for you now. Chickasaw County 
<laughs> when the first responders first got to the apartment, Zachary led them back to the bedroom where Sterling was. They noted that it was very hot and very dark in the bedroom. They didn't even see a baby in there. They had no idea where he was. When Zachary led them over to where Sterling was, he was in a baby swing facing away from the door on the opposite side of the room. The first thing that the first responders noticed was how bad it smelled. It reeked of urine and feces. Now the bedroom that Sterling was in was actually right next to his parents' bedroom where his older sister Nala also slept. So there was a very thin wall between the two rooms. The EMT, Tony Frederick, noted at the time that she got to the scene that Zachary showed very little to no emotion in regards to Sterling. And when EMT Tony Frederick went to lift up the blanket, a swarm of bugs came out from underneath the blanket that was covering baby Sterling in his swing. Sterling was stiff, cold, and severely underweight. He only weighed seven pounds, which was very close to the amount that he weighed at the time of his birth. It looked like little Sterling had been dead for quite some time. Tony Frederick took a stand during Zach's trial, and she had a very difficult time giving her testimony. Given the state she had found Sterling in, it had severely affected her and her mental health. Yep, okay. Okay. When Sterling's body was examined the next day on August 31st, 2017, it was discovered that he had been sitting in that same baby swing for at least 10 to 14 days. Sitting there, not moved, not changed, and most likely not fed either. His diaper was so filthy that maggots had started to grow and he ultimately ended up dying of malnutrition dehydration, and a terrible E. coli infection due to the diaper rash getting so bad and the feces making their way up into his body. His body was found to have maggots in various stages of development. The medical examiner was able to determine about how long it had been since this child had been bathed, fed, or changed. And he was able to figure this out due to how far along the maggots growth and development was. And as I said, baby Sterling, they found out, had not been removed from that swing for over a week. A four-month-old. He must have been crying. He must have been so hungry and so sick of sitting in his own filth. And their bedroom wall was right there next to his room. They had to have just ignored him. He probably got so weak after a while he couldn't even cry very loud, which is so sad. Zach ended up telling the police and the medics that Cheyenne had fed Sterling that morning at 9 a.m. And at that time, he says that Sterling was fine. Zachary said that when he went back in the room around 11 to check on Sterling again, that's when he wasn't breathing. This statement was clearly untrue and actually impossible given the state that Sterling was found in. He had to have been dead for much longer. He was lying about this and as you'll see, many other things. Zach also told the detectives that he had just played with Sterling the day before and that when he went into his room and started playing with him, Sterling reached out and grabbed his finger. They asked him, you didn't notice the stink of the feces and urine in there? Because you told us you have such a sensitive stomach. Fair question. No, 
He says he didn't smell it. Well, that smell didn't get there within one day. Also, a doctor later testified that that would have been impossible for Sterling to have grabbed his finger the day before, given the weak and frail state that he was found in the following day. Zach later took back the statement that he went into Sterling's room the day prior and said he must have mixed up his days and it must have been a few days earlier than that. He got confused because of all the hours that he was working at his job. Which, now that we're talking about it, that proved to be false as well. When the investigators looked at Zach's time cards from work, it indicated that he had only worked approximately 25 hours the week before Sterling's death. So he was there to take care of Sterling had Cheyenne been incapable of taking care of Sterling at the time. But he didn't. So what was Cheyenne's excuse for baby Sterling's death? Well, since she had been on drugs prior, she said that that week she had been withdrawing and she wasn't able to properly care for him. However, her daughter Nala was perfectly taken care of. So that argument kind of goes out the window pretty quickly. And Zach is saying that he didn't know that there was anything wrong with Sterling. If he had, he would have taken care of him. Well, where were you, Zach? Because you were home for a lot of the time last week. You didn't go into his room once? Not once, huh? Hmm. The week leading up to Sterling's death, Cheyenne wasn't capable of taking care of him due to her withdrawals. However, she was capable of posting on Facebook and Instagram watching TV on the couch, going to the supermarket, getting up and making herself meals out of the fridge, along with other activities. But she couldn't go into Sterling's room and give him a bottle or change his diaper or give him some love and snuggles. She couldn't do any of that for some reason. Jordan Clark, who was a former friend of Zach's and also worked with him, said that he wasn't even aware that Zach had a new baby. He had been over there multiple times. He had never heard or seen Sterling. Didn't know this child even existed. How is that possible with a newborn? Amanda Reynolds, who had known Zach for the last 10 years, told reporters that Zach was a nice and mellow guy, and he came from a good family. However, that was before his substance abuse. When she heard about Sterling's death, knowing that he was an active addict, she just knew that it was somehow Zach's fault. Before Amanda also said that when she spoke to Zach soon after Sterling's birth, Zach had concerns about whether he was truly Sterling's biological father or not. Could this have been the motive? Possibly. We do see this very often in true crime cases. Zach's old friend Amanda also says how badly it hurt her inside after Sterling died, seeing that his parents were still active on Facebook and barely touched on the subject of Sterling's death, yet were still posting memes and pictures and statuses of going out to dinner, yet asking for everybody's sympathy as well. During the period between the time of Sterling's death in August and up until October 24th, Zach was a free man and so was Cheyenne. On October 3rd, Zach actually posted a photo saying that the couple was loving the clean life. We have joined you, one person commented. We're proud of you guys. It really is so much better. Hard to stay awake at times, but we get past it, Zach replied. The couple also showed off new tattoos less than two months after Sterling had died. Real nice. Real nice. They weren't even in memoriam of Sterling. Another thing that Zach posted was this photo captioned, The Dark is Afraid of Me on September 24th, less than a month after Sterling had died. On October 1st, 
he published a meme on his page with a photo of Pitbulls captioned, to some, I'll always be the bad guy. Someone replied to this post, you are a bad guy. Who does this to a beautiful baby? And to think you had another one in that house the whole time. Do you get what trauma you put your baby daughter through? And all the while, your son was dead in his baby swing? You sick, twisted <laughs> Also, on September 21st, he spoke about how upset he was that his daughter had been taken away from the couple. It didn't look like either one of them showed any remorse for Sterling's death. And they were both very clearly to blame. They were both arrested a few months after Sterling's death. I think they should have been arrested immediately looking at Sterling's condition. He was severely underweight. He was sitting in filth so bad that there was flies in it. And his body was cold when his parents said that he was just fine a few hours ago. That is so suspicious right there. I don't know how it took them so long, honestly. But when they were finally sent to trial, Zach tried to pin this all on Cheyenne by saying that he trusted the wrong person. He trusted the wrong person to take care of his kids. He didn't admit to the fact that he had also been there for much of the time. He made it seem like he was barely at the house at all. They both got sentenced anyways. Cheyenne was convicted of first-degree murder and child endangerment in February of 2019. It took until November of the same year for Zach to be charged, and he was charged with the exact same crimes as Cheyenne was. They were both sentenced to life in prison, which I think is what they deserve. I'm glad neither one of them will ever be getting out. Cheyenne, however, has had an interview behind prison walls. And to this day, she still blames the drugs and seems to show no remorse for baby Sterling. It's so sad. How can you do that to such a little baby when all they want is food and love and affection and you just let him sit there and cry and ultimately rot? It's so cold. It's so awful to think that they could have just been sleeping in the room next door while poor Sterling was starving and while he was sick because of the E. coli infection he was suffering with. That poor baby. Drugs can turn people into monsters. Do I believe that Sterling was neglected because Cheyenne was too high or because her withdrawals were so bad? No, absolutely not. She and Zach purposely neglected baby Sterling which subsequently led to his murder. However, had the pair never been addicted to drugs in the first place, I feel like this probably would have gone down a lot differently. I feel like a lot of this happened due to their altered mind state over a long period of time because of substance abuse. This is just my opinion on the matter. Sterling lived a very short and painful life due to his two terrible excuses for parents. Why they couldn't have just dropped this baby off at a fire station, I will never understand. If you don't want him, give him to somebody else. Why do you feel the need to keep him and kill him? I just don't get it. Well, thank you for joining me today and listening to Sterling Cohen's entire story. If you love true crime, don't forget to subscribe below and check back next week because there's going to be a new true crime case for you to watch here on A Wicked World. Bye now. Bye.